Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. And Norman is a fake. Great call and great execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. Here's Jesse Nelson. It is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. The big boys guy got it right. It's me filling in (laughs) for Alex Strofe tonight, who has taken the night off to go to dinner. I got to say, he he deserves a little bit of credit and a little bit of come on, man, for this. Brad Nortman, former Badger punter, is with me here at the Great Dane in Fitchburg on 100.5 ESPN. Yes, so it's normally Strofe and Nortman here on these Monday nights and will continue to be throughout the course of the spring into the summer months. And, you know, Alex came to me last week and he goes, I I just have a question. Can I take Monday free? I want to take Taylor to dinner for her birthday. Taylor's his girlfriend. I said, really? (laughs) Like, weren't you taking all Friday off to spend it with her for her birthday? And... No, I just, I just really wanted to go to dinner with her. Okay, sure. I guess I'll step in and host the show. So here I am. Jesse, the question I have is, do you think it's a nice, dimmed, candlelit dinner, but instead of smooth jazz, they're listening to us? Do you think that's possible? Oh, no, it's it's fast food, drive-through. Like, maybe they go to a place where, like, they eat in the car, uh, like, drive up on the like the, the cliff and overlook beautiful uh, Lake Monona. And, mm, you know, romantic. Sure. Strofe's like idea, that. right? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to give you a treat tonight for your birthday. <laughs> Great Dane Huddle. We would rather be eating right here at the Great Dane. Or at least one of the four great Great Dane locations all around the Madison area. We're at the one in Fitchburg. Come on out. Join us. Fantastic evening to be here. And, boy, it's going to be fun the next few weeks, the Great Dane Huddle. We'll have NCAA tournament stuff to talk about next week. We've got how far will the Badgers go. Of course, Aaron Rodgers' drama continues to be at the forefront of everything. And, Brad, let's start there because... It seems like we are starting to turn the page from speculation and opinions to sharing real opinions from NFL owners and even seeing some news in the news cycle over the last few hours. Derek Carr signs with the New Orleans Saints earlier today, so that's what many are calling the first domino to fall in the quarterback carousel. We've got Rich Eisen saying that he heard from a bunch of NFL owners in uh, or GMs, I should say, in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine that the Packers want Aaron Rodgers to say that he wants out. So it feels like we're starting to turn the narrative a little bit just from you know Rob Domovsky and uh, Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter appearing on Get Up sharing what they think might happen, and we're finally starting to hear some things about what are potentially happening you know we were just waiting for that first domino to fall as you say it it really is one big game of musical chairs and they're going to start to fall quickly as it did first with Derek Carr going to the New Orleans Saints that's a big first domino to fall if if we take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation he probably is the most prolific ready to play most um, respected quarterback in the free agent class next up would be Jimmy Garoppolo we've heard rumors that he is leaning toward and be a good fit for the Vegas Raiders Mm -hmm. So pretty quickly, a team like the New York Jets 
are left without an option. And it just it puts the Packers more in the driver's seat. Puts Packers more in the driver's seat. That's interesting that you say that the Packers are now in the driver's seat. And that's because you're saying that, Brad, because of what's happening for all of the other teams that are potentially in play or have been rumored to be in play in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes? I, I do. I do think that. And, uh, you know, I was putting some thought into this. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the discussion, a lot of the drama is about Aaron Rodgers, right? What does he want to do? And he plays a, a critical role in this. But I've been I've been thinking about this. It's been rattling around in this noggin lately. And I've been, you know, Lexi and I moved into a house recently, right? Last several months, we As moved into my a house. Back That's and right. I. That's yeah. right. Look at us. Home homeowners. homeowners. Growing up. High five. How about it? And, <laughs> you know, and you can attest to this, that when you come in and you want to make it your own, okay, you have these decisions you want to make. You want to paint the interior, the exterior. You want to change out the carpet. You're trying to look at a furniture. You might want to do that. When you make those decisions, a, a very real truth you're confronted with. You have to make big decisions based on small sample sizes, okay? Every time that we get a thing of paint, a little paint swab, I'm trying to envision my entire wall, this one little one inch by one inch paint little card they give you. Same thing with the carpet. You go to this carpet and you're seeing all this different rooms for the carpet to go here and there. And when you request a carpet sample, they're giving you a two by two little piece. You can't even get the pattern down exactly. And you're trying to envision it everywhere. The hope is, okay, it creates anxiety. You're hoping that it, you make the right decision. But at some point you have to make a big decision, thousands of dollars, based on a small sample size and know that, okay, you know what, if we put it in, we can change this light fixture, we can change that countertop, we can do some things to make it work. And worst case scenario, we can just rip it all out and start all over again. This is exactly where I believe the Packers are with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, most importantly. Every time I hear Jordan, name, Jordan Love's name brought up, it's a question of, well, we don't know if this guy can even play. We've, we've seen him only a handful of times. How many real games has he played in? Two years in college that he played, kind of up and down. And over the last three years, he's, he's, like, a, he's like a mist, right? He kind of comes and he goes. Our sample size of him is super small. The Packers, I believe, because they keep on leaking, that they want Rodgers gone. It's time for love. They have seen a sample size that is so small to us, but they are ready to make their big decision on it. Okay? They have said, you know what? I looked at the carpet sample. I looked at the paint sample. We're ready. I'm writing the check. We're ready to start. The only thing that's holding them up, and to keep the home analogy going, it would be as if Lexi and I moved into the house, and the old homeowners are still there. And we cannot pull the trigger until the homeowners move out. So we're just saying, we're going to our family and friends, and we're saying, hey, you know, it'd be really nice if it was just me and Lexi. We love these old homeowners, but you know what? We're ready. We're ready for a house of our own. And then the family and friends are starting to place that elsewhere, and the rumors are getting out that Brad and Lexi are ready to do their carpet and their paint, and yet the old homeowners are still there. But we don't want to be the bad guys. We don't want to be the bad guys pushing the old homeowners out. That is an exact replication of what I believe the Packers are thinking right now. Am I am I completely off base? Wow. Or is your mind just <laughs> scrambled eggs? I love it. I'd like to poke a few holes if Please. you don't mind. Maybe this is my inner Wildey and Tausch sticking out, I think. You know, you're playing the role of Tausch and I'm just sitting here like Jason Wildey thinking, you know, I, I got a few follow-ups that I might need to ask. <laughs> it's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN of Wisconsin out of Ad Jesse Delson, former Badger punter Brad Nortman, with you till 7 o'clock tonight. Okay, so Jordan Love is the 
small carpet square that you need to consider when you put it by your front door and by a little railing and the stairwell before you decide to go with the entire carpet. His, his play on the field so far, I, I think the bi- if Jordan Love is the guy... There's really no decision that needs to be made. The Packers mm-hmm. need to do anything they can to move on because the most valuable asset you can have is a young franchise well, quarterback. And, and see, that's where I, I pause a little bit with the analogy because I think when, when Aaron Rodgers stepped in and took over for Brett Favre, everybody was kind of on the same page. Like, we got a chance to see that carpet square in Dallas on that Thursday night in 2007. Everybody liked what that carpet square looked like. Everybody knew we, it was time to put that carpet in when the time was right. And it just so happened you needed to figure out when that time was right, when those homeowners are moving out, right. like you said in your analogy. In this instance, what do you do when the carpet square that you've seen looked awful in one corner and looked fine in another corner, but you even got a smaller bit of the carpet square when it looked good than when you, it looked bad? And, of course, what I'm referring to is when Jordan Love got his actual chance to start against the Kansas City Chiefs, who were not a good defensive team, who were struggling in early November, late October, whenever that game was played in 2021 when Aaron Rodgers missed it due to COVID. He looked awful in that game. It was it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And that's when Devontae Adams was still playing. That's when he's had a better offensive cast around him than the fourth quarter in what I would call garbage time in Philadelphia, even though technically the Packers were in the game. And Jordan Love steps in for the banged-up Aaron Rodgers. Looks good in 10 pass attempts and had a bunch of yards mostly because I think it was Christian Watson, might have been Romeo Dobbs, could run fast mm-hmm. and had a lot of yak yards after catch on one particular play. That's what made Jordan Love look so good statistically at the end of that game. Now, did it look better? Did the carpet square look better in that position? <laughs> Absolutely, than it did in the other spot a year ago. But what's to say that that's the real thing that you're going to get when you put that carpet in the entire living room? Well, that's where the risk is, right? It, you know, To compare... The, the, we're going to use this analogy oh, we're running all the way it. through. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chief game where he struggled, no doubt, did not look like he was ready to play. It did not look like a franchise quarterback. And it was even more concerning because it seems like quarterbacks are more equipped to step up younger and younger in today's NFL, right? So you looked at that and said, gee, is this guy really who we think he is? Yeah. I would say we would have ordered the, the carpet piece, say, to the – manufacturer you know we're not a big fan of it and they say okay okay we're going to revamp it a little bit let us work on it we'll send you a new one a little bit upgraded okay send you the upgraded one the upgraded one might be the philadelphia eagle one and (laughs) where it's slightly better there's still some lights where it looks a little strange but for the most part you're like darn it we can we can work with at this point i think i think you'd be better off like let's let's get rid of the carpet square for a second yeah i think you're better off with the paint where it's like it's a shade of blue yeah and now maybe we just needed a little darker shade of blue right yeah we it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit darker, right? Mm-hmm. So and you, you know, were looking at it in the sunlight in one case. Oh, let's see it at night in a different spot. Yeah, I think that's a little more on par with what we're going. Well, for. and that's where the trickiness really does come in. All, all, all jokes and analogy aside, is that you, you can only make you, this is a big decision. This is going to change the course of the Packers franchise for decades and to come. It, not only altering the Packers franchise, it could be the decision that ultimately decides whether Brian Gutekunst continues to work in the NFL or not. Absolutely. Yeah, because you, he's staking his claim on this. As the same way that Ted Thompson put his flag in the ground mm-hmm. and said, Rodgers is my guy, Favre needs to move on. Mm-hmm. It's the same decision point for Goody. And I, I look at it and I think that this is where the challenge of making a big decision based on a small sample size is. At some point, you just got to make the purchase and write the check. Mm-hmm. And 
that's what's hard about the NFL. There's no guarantees. There are so many quarterbacks that we thought were going to be guaranteed locks, no problems, and something happens. Even something crazy like losing the passion for the game. There, yeah. In the NFL, unexpected things happen all the time. And the guys that you don't think, Tom Brady's, Brock Purdy's of the world, who knows what Brock Purdy can actually play, mm -hmm. but unexpected things of guys even their play. So at some point, decision realize that we have a small sample size and just go with it and know that we can make changes here or there. And you know what? If if we order the carpet, if we paint the whole house and we hate it, we just got to hit the refresh button. It'd be more expensive and more painful, but at least, you know, we made the attempt. We made the purchase. We saw what it looks like. We have clarity. We're ready to move on. It would be nice if you could just have some other carpet squares, though. True. And it would just be nice to see, you know, what does... Jalen Hurts look like in a Matt LaFleur system? Or look, look at some quarterbacks coming out of college. What does Will Levis of Kentucky look like in a Matt LaFleur system? What does Jimmy Garoppolo look like in a Matt LaFleur system? Like If you could compare some other options with just that little bit of paint on the wall or just that little carpet square in the corner and swap it out, it'd be nice to know that you have other options. Right now, it's really just keep the same old raggedy carpet that you have that has really been irritating you for the last couple of years but doggone it you know that you can trust that carpet because you don't know what that next carpet is going to do for the value of the home true that's exactly right and you know in the in the idea of more sample sizes being better were you of the camp that you know obviously it didn't come to the point where the packers were mathematically out of the equation mm -hmm. do you think that if if they were, or if they just made the choice, we just need to see what Jordan Love has. Yeah. Do you think it would be better for their decision-making or worse or no different right now at so, the end of the year? If it was, let's say, two games. Two games they played. Meaningless. What I feel about Jordan Love is that my theory is that he, has, he So I think Jim Rutledge said this best years ago prior to the show being called Rutledge and Hamilton when it was still the jump around. Jim pointed out, you drafted a developmental quarterback in a year it was impossible to develop him during the 2020 COVID season. So any development that you hope to see from Jordan Love that year in training camp and in preseason and even in the regular season in garbage time in some games was hindered because it was pretty much an observation year entirely right. for him. He didn't, he wasn't active for a single game. So then in 2021... He finally starts to develop, but you're kind of a year behind. Also, Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level again. 2022 rolls around. Jordan Love shows small glimpses of being able to develop in what, for most quarterbacks, would be his second year in the NFL, which is an average time to be developing into what that is. But now you're starting to think about the money involved. You're starting to think about everything else that comes with you know, moving on from your franchise quarterback and not to mention all the things that come with moving on from Aaron Rodgers as your franchise quarterback. And ultimately, I just don't think that Jordan Love is going to be good enough. I think when you have one good offensive year at Utah State, there are plenty of quarterbacks, and I shared this theory last week on Wildey and Tausch. There are plenty of, offense, of, of quarterbacks that have been high first-round draft picks, and they had one good year at average schools. Mitchell Trubisky. One great year at North Carolina gets drafted. How'd that work out? Zach Wilson, one great year at BYU. How's that working out for the Jets right now? They can't wait to move on from Zach Wilson for another veteran option. Um, and there's a few more that you can go through. It's not the case of Justin Fields who plays at Ohio State. It's not the case of Jalen Hurts who played at Alabama and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It's not the case of Mahomes who started multiple years and had consistency at 
Texas Tech after Oklahoma and got drafted by the Chiefs. Like, I'm not convinced that Jordan Love has shown enough. And the biggest part of it, Brad, that I, I don't buy into is when Aaron Rodgers was coming up and, and it was time to move on and there was the big debate among Packers fans about what, whether to do that or not, you at least heard tangible things from Packers training camp or that you saw in preseason or when he stepped in against the Cowboys. Wow, he is brilliant. He's got a great mind for the game. Like He absorbs everything, and he sees what Favre does, and he knows he can do it better. Wow, you should see the accuracy he throws with in training camp and in these preseason games. He's teaching these receivers where they need to be, and he's getting on them if they're not, and it's wonderful. You heard those types of things about Aaron Rodgers. What have we heard about Jordan Love? Confidence? His confidence is getting better every year, every week? Oh, he's, he, he just, he's, a, he's a great student of the game. He's really learning everything really well. No one is pointing to one single thing that he's done in training camp and said, yeah, he's a lot better at X. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an X right now. Do you, do you believe that the Packers overestimated how much they could develop a developmental quarterback. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I also think the Packers felt they were in a situation coming out of the 2019 season where they needed to draft a quarterback because in the Matt LaFleur system one year in, they felt like Aaron Rodgers was dwindling, in, dwindling easy for me to say, in skill set. Mm-hmm. And he bounced back with back-to-back MVPs. So I think they overestimated the diminishing returns on Aaron Rodgers too early when they drafted Jordan Love. And the fact that they it was it was that they they jumped up in the draft to get him that bothered me the most. If Jordan Love had fallen like Aaron Rodgers fell in 05, great. Mm-hmm. If this year uh, because it's a quarterback heavy draft, if Will Levis or Anthony Richardson from Florida fell to the Packers in the second round and they draft a quarterback, that's amazing. Let's do it if he's there. But Jumping up to make that your priority when you still had a team very capable of winning the Super Bowl if you would have spent that draft pick on fixing other aspects of the team, they probably don't lose the way that they did against the 49ers at Lambeau or not making the playoffs at all by losing to the Lions in the final game, plus everything else that happened last year. Well, you're exactly right. Leaping forward and going to get Jordan Love was a complete shock, particularly when it didn't seem like Aaron Rodgers, like he had a down season that 2019 season, no doubt about it. But it wasn't a situation where he was terrible. Mm -hmm. I think there was still some skepticism about how much you could go into being an older age quarterback and still, still perform. And I just like the last year, everything has seemed like it flipped right this last offseason, which makes this all so much more juicy. Jordan Love seemed to be bad and now he seems to be good. Rodgers was the man. Now he's not. Fascinating. If the Packers were to move on from Aaron Rodgers and trade him this week, next week, five weeks from now, whenever the case may be, and Jordan Love is the quarterback, and they're trying out that new rug in the living room, how would it compare to the house next door? Derek Carr joining the New Orleans Saints earlier today. I'm a little worried about what that means for the future of the Green Bay Packers, and we'll talk about that next, live from the Great Dane Fitcher. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson 
Former Badgers punter Brad Nortman with you till 7 o'clock tonight. Great day in Fitchburg is where we are. Starting today, Brad Nortman, and going all week long. It's Great Dane Bach Stock, a Bach party for beer lovers. You like that? Oh, I do like a that. A Bach party. From March 6th through the 12th, the Great Dane is taking over their taps with their best box, plus guest beers from some of their local favorite breweries. So you stop by the Great Dane, any of the four locations, Eastside, Hilldale, Fitchburg, downtown, and a little bit something different this week, March 6th through the 12th. Try a flight, grab a pint. Either way, it's sure to be a good time with great brews and great food. Head over to any of the four Madison area locations, the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. I wonder which part of the Bach party is going to fit best for the fish fries that we both just ordered. That's cute that we just ordered the exact same food order here to eat coming up. It's adorable, two of us. Strofe and his girlfriend go, I mean, eat your heart out. We got we got our own little date night action going on here. Where we're ordering food. We're at the Great Dane. The vibes are great. What more could you ask for? I am uh, crafting our poll question right now to put in the field. We just spent the entire commercial break, number one, ordering food, and number two, trying to figure out how to ask this poll question. And I feel really good about where we landed this. I just need to make sure I get it right. So allow me, as we go about here, uh, what is your assessment of the sample size carpet square, according to Brad Norman's analogy, that you've seen of Jordan Love as the Packers quarterback? That's good. I should write that, that down. That is good. Before. That is good. Okay, what do yeah. you make of the sample size that you've seen of Jordan Love as the Packers quarterback? And your options are, I've seen enough, looks great. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough, don't want him. Or, I haven't seen enough. I'd like to take that car. I wanted to change your analogy. We need, we need to keep shopping. I wanted the analogy to be a car. Because I'm like, okay, the, you take the car for a test drive and it's acting a little funny. Maybe the tire didn't have enough air in it at the dealership. It was a, a weird day on the road, crazy driver next to you. Just need to take that car out again and get a better feel for it. And now that you adjust your expectations, okay, this car actually isn't so bad. I like the idea of the car analogy. You know, it's we're, we're definitely a product of the world we live in. And I am living in paint and carpet and uh, and. and and fabric for for furniture and it, you know it is interesting it's you know the packers have such a decision ahead of them and you you wonder what they are seeing so we only see a little bit of the glimmer of jordan love and what he puts on the field on any given sunday which he's only played in a few but i'm curious what they see in the film room i'm curious what they see in the, the locker room the weight room the practice field there's no doubt that the games matter the absolute most but it's the games are reflective and of a product of the whole entire operation that goes into it and i just i would love to know what has changed in the sample size because this is what we were getting to jesse where the narrative was Look, the Packers made a mistake drafting Aaron Lo- or uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of years, he has not done what it takes to step into that role of being a starting quarterback. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers has stepped up to the plate and really knocked it out of the park, at least regular season, winning two back-to-back MVPs and, and falling short in the playoffs, but certainly reinventing himself into being what um, uh, to what he once was. So 
what changed over this last year? What changed this mm -hmm. last offseason? It seems like it's completely flipped. And where now Rodgers is a bum, and we've got you know Love, who everyone has confidence in. That is what is unbelievable to me, is what has changed over the last several months to then give the Packers confidence to make this decision. Well, let me ask you this, Brad, because you're the one who's been in the NFL locker rooms around here. As evidenced by my bowling match against Ben Brust, clearly I am not the former professional athlete on the panel. Heck, we've even got a professional athlete with Alex G of the Madison Radicals producing the show back in the ESPN Madison series. <laughs> I'm really out of my element here. You've been in the locker room. What do you see transpire during an offseason or even during a season for young players developing where you get to the point where as a teammate you can trust that guy? Like you played with Cam Newton, you played with Bortles. What do people think as they see those types of players developing? Where, when does that switch flip where it's like now I know you're the guy? S speaking in a broad sense, I would say for the most part, within the first year, even the first training camp, they're sort of the haves and have-nots. You belong in the NFL, you don't belong in the NFL. It, it is evident quickly. How can you process the game? Is it too fast for you? Is your maturity level strong enough to be able to handle the spotlight and all the challenge of being an NFL player? So usually, there's not that much of a reliance on the maturity process, right? That's why it's so interesting. When I heard the early reports that Jordan Love doesn't have it, that was scary. Because, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Alex T. Uh, because you heard those things about Rodgers, right? That he does mm -hmm. have it, that he is the guy. And when you didn't hear that, um, I was scared, thinking, "Well, okay, they made a mistake." Mm -hmm. However, there are the few times where someone comes in, the game is fast, and and Jordan Love was 21 when they drafted him. He's only 24 years old. That's unbelievable to me. 24, maybe 25. Yeah. And so that that maturity process of the game slowing down. How can I be a student of the game? How do I watch film? How do I take care of my body like a pro? How can I lead men among me? How do I read defenses? How do I, how do I be able to have a, a, a high-level conversation with my offensive coordinator? And then, obviously, the ability to grow physically and actually put the ball on the money like you expect it to. So it, it, there is a lot that can be improved. It just usually doesn't happen very often, which is why it's such a stunning turn of events. I'm curious to see what happens next, and I think we're going to find out what happens next in the, in the next, like, three to five days. Yeah, totally. Both said that they want this to be done before free agency, and we talked about early in the show that dominoes are starting to fall. Mm -hmm. People are starting to sit into this massive game of musical chairs, and you're looking to see how the NFC takes shape, and we were talking about this a little bit. Derek Carr quality quarterback, leaves the AFC, comes to the NFC, signs with the New Orleans Saints. All of a sudden, the Saints are probably the favorite in the NFC South. If, if Rodgers leaves to New York, where are the Packers in the NFC? That is the ultimate question. Yeah. The NFC is not a very strong conference. And it really isn't. It's wide open. And that's what I mentioned. So uh, as a veteran of the NFC South, I think you can look back last year and look at how pukey it was uh, with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with a sub-500 record winning the division. Obviously, the Saints seemed like they were missing a quarterback. Well, they just found theirs in Derek Carr, mm -hmm. or so they think. We'll see how it plays out. I think it's a great move. The Carolina Panthers are on the prowl to try and find a quarterback. They thought they had four last year. They actually have zero. It turns out they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. And the Atlanta Falcons moved on from Marcus Mariota to Desmond Ritter. And if you think Desmond Ritter's the answer for the Atlanta Falcons, you might be first in line on that train. <laughs> Personally, I think Derek Carr to the New Orleans Saints. And look, I'm a Derek Carr guy. They tease me on Wilde and Tausch all the time about it. 
I would have rather had Derek Carr and Devontae Adams committed for five years with the Green Bay Packers than Aaron Rodgers and what they had last year with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Wow. I would not rather have Derek Carr and a bunch of nobody wide receivers, in theory, until they become people, you know, somebody's later. Uh, So I don't think Derek Carr would be a great fit now for the Packers. But what I do think is Derek Carr and the Saints, for the next five years, if they commit to him being their franchise quarterback with Chris Olave and aging Michael Thomas, who may have a little bit of a resurgence now that it's not Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston throwing him the football, I think the Saints are better positioned whether Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers for the next five years. Well, Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. I think that I think they've just le- leapt into being the contender. I don't even know if we know for sure the Packers are contenders going forward. What we, what we do know in the NFL is you cannot have a quarterback that stinks. You cannot. That's why all these teams that have a guy that is sixth <laughs> right on tune. Alex G on it tonight. We, um, you can't have one that stinks. You have to have one that's 15 or better. Mm-hmm. I would say Carr is 15 or better, right? A top-half quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the further down on that list you are, the better team you have to have around you. But I, I, we just don't know where Jordan Love falls. And, and the Saints, they have cultivated a better defense over these last couple of years. They've almost switched their script around a little bit, too, because they used to be all offense, terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years, their defense has been pretty solid. Yeah. So you, you look around at the contenders in the NFC. None, I mean, Jalen Hurts is very good. He's had, he had a very good year. I want to see if that con, that success continues or not. Most of the really good teams in the NFC, the quarterbacks are average to above average, but the teams are really good. It's another reminder that in the NFL, and the Packers should focus on this too. I know it's been all about the quarterback, but continue to draft well, continue to cultivate defense. How many times did we put our hands up in the air last year on defense? This whole quarterback focus, I feel like the defense has been totally let off the hook because they need to dial in and be able to stop some people. All the great NFL teams have at least a capable, somewhere between a capable and a great defense. Packers didn't have that last year. So if they don't have a great defense and personally whether it's Aaron Rodgers for one or two more years or Jordan Love for five more years I don't think they're better situated than probably three to five other teams in the NFC I think the Cowboys are in better shape I think the Saints are in better shape the Eagles are certainly in better shape the 49ers uh, you can yeah the 49ers are still set up great even with their quarterback questions mm-hmm. I think you could even make an argument the New York Giants are better situated for the next five years than the Packers are right now. How about the Detroit Lions? Where are the Lions at in That's this That's interesting. Because we, we, we said all those teams, no NFC North team. The NFC North, mm-hmm. where do we think the Packers fall with the Vikings? We think the, the Vikings will come down to earth a little bit next year, right? They're yes. not another 13 The Vikings team. are what Bill Barnwell said the Packers were for a couple of years in a row, which was they won every close game and they're really not as good as their record shows. Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. I, I, I think the Lions are the team to be most fearful of. I, I fear a team that takes Dan Campbell's spirit on. I mean, he is an animal. He will win by any cost. And darn it, the Detroit Lions take on that personality. I would not, for all the years that it's like, oh, Detroit Lions pushover. They, they've turned into quite an interesting team. I was in Detroit for the final game of the 21 season when the Packers rested everybody. And the Lions won that game. And it was their fourth win of the year. But it, the fans that were there, there weren't many, but the fans that were there, they felt, they said it feels different with this squad. Mm-hmm. And then last year you saw that come to fruition in the games that they won and even the teams they played competitively that didn't win. And it culminated with beating the Packers at Lambeau with the Packers season on the line. 
that is the type of win, and you can speak to this, playing on the Panthers and the Jaguars. Those are the types of wins that can turn a franchise, not necessarily around because they're trending in the right direction, but it's a, a propelling win that you build on for future successes. Well, you need belief. And if you can have some games that cultivate belief, you can start to believe anything. You buy in a little bit more. Not that you try a little bit hard, but you have to have that psyche that I can play with anybody. And to create a winning culture, what creates that? Winning. So wins beget more wins. And you know, to answer your question, you look around at teams like the Saints, maybe like the Lions, other teams like the New York Giants, they are all clawing forward to get better. Their quarterbacks are at least average or above average, and they're quality teams. And can the Packers compete with that no matter who is that quarterback? That's a huge question. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman, live from the Great Dane in Fitchburg. Stop on by, see our ESPN Madison crew, see us, see my wife Becca, who's here hanging out with us tonight. Hey, Becca. Enjoy a drink, enjoy some food. It's a fantastic evening to stop by the Great Dane. And then remember the Great Dane for any of the four great locations around the Madison area as you're getting ready to celebrate St. Patrick's Day over the next couple of weeks. If you're getting ready to watch some of the tournament games this weekend next, Great Dane's a great spot to catch it all. Check them out. Great Dane in Fitchburg, Hilldale, downtown, and on the east side of Madison. Coming up next, Alex G., our producer back in the ESPN Madison studio. Uh, he, people keep emailing him. It's crazy, Brad. Like We don't promote an email line of any kind, but everyone seems to send Alex G. all of the ideas <laughs> that they want talked about. So Alex G. will share a little bit of his G-mail with us. That's coming up next on the Great Dane Huddle on ESPN Madison. Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, former Badger and NFL punter. Brad Nordman at the Great Dane. Every Monday you can catch this Great Dane Huddle at one of the four Great Dane locations around the greater Madison area. Brought to you in part by Condon Jewelers. Alex Strove tells you all the time about his guy, and he's my guy too. Diamond Jim over at Condon Jewelers. The jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. If, if Becca comes over at some point tonight, like the ring that she's wearing... Oh. Guess, guess where we got that ring from? Yeah, from there. Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison. Guess where I got this ring right here? Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison. Love Condon Jewelers. They have a great selection, pressure-free environment. Stop by, say hi to Tommy. It's not like going to any of those you know, jewelry shops in the mall or anything like that. He's got his great place, stress-free environment, works with your range of everything you're looking for. Check him out, CondonJeweler.com. All right. We'll get back to some of the conversation about the Green Bay Packers, about Jordan Love and the carpet square analogy that Brad led the show with. But in the meantime, let's turn it over to our producer, Alex Gravatt. Alex G., take it away. So I send a lot of emails for work. I, I do a lot of uh, lead prospecting and partnership building here with ESPN Madison and across the Good Karma family. But a lot of people send me emails back. And they've got questions for me and, and the ESPN Madison team. And actually, we just got one from Cami in Madison. So usually we get these from people all across the world. But today, Cami in Madison chimes in and asks, uh, Sunday morning, 
my roommate has the dustpan stuck in their room, and they're not awake yet. How early is too early to break out the vacuum cleaner? Uh, let's start with you, Brad. Uh, wow, Cammy. Interesting well, to come to advice with us the, the, uh, for this. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I think we are level-headed sound advice givers. Yeah. Uh, my, mm -hmm. my first question would be, well, how late mm -hmm. did you all stay up last night? Was it a late night or is yep. it just a usual weeknight? Big if, factor. If, if it's a usual weeknight, I would say 8 o'clock at the latest. I mean, by the time 8 o'clock is, the world is starting to roll. It's time to wake up and do it. And who knows, maybe the, the vacuum cleaner doesn't wake them up. If it's a weekend and you guys have had a good time the night before and maybe you got in at two bar time type of thing i'm leaning more toward 9 30 for that i mean just you you'd hate to wake up with a splitting headache for whatever mm. reason and hearing the boom of a of a uh, of a vacuum cleaner that's my take so my dad always had a rule when i was growing up whether i was in middle school high school college a young adult whatever it was the world is awake by 10 a.m you can choose to join it or not <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have I love that. I line. didn't have curfews. I didn't really have like a bedtime necessarily by the time we got to like you know late middle school, high school. I was pretty self-responsible. But I was getting woken up at 10. I could, I could go to bed at 5, 6 a.m. if I wanted to, but I was up by 10. Well, so I say 10 a.m. is the hard cutoff for me for whether you're outside running a lawnmower or a snow thrower, save for if you need to get to work out of your driveway or whatever. But any household chore that you can choose what time to do it, 10 a.m. is a hard cutoff for me. That's when the world wakes up. In the spirit of, the, of this roommate of wanting to vacuum, how were you woken up at 10 a.m.? Was this like a little, hey, buddy, time to wake up? Uh, depend. My mom like would a... do the, hey, buddy. My dad would yell from downstairs. We had an upstairs and a downstairs. My dad would yell, Jesse, rise and shine, time to get up. Okay. And if he had to come up to wake me up, if I had rolled over and fell back, oh, then, oh, then I was going to no, hear about at 10 a 5, yeah, it. Yeah, got to get up. Five minutes. Got to get up. <laughs> G, you got any more Gmail? Absolutely. The people were hungry for information today. Um, so we got Cornelius in Texarkana. Loves the show, apparently. Coming back uh, as Cornelius, big fan, yeah. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are repopulating at a very fast rate in Colombia, and Colombia is working to deport them. Given the opportunity, are there any animals you would deport from the United States, Jesse? You got wow. mail. <laughs> Cornelius, that's a weird question. Uh... Mosquitoes? Do those count? Ooh, that's a good choice. I would love to, like, there's nothing worse than when you're enjoying a beautiful evening up north. You're out on the lake all day. You're enjoying a, a great dinner on the grill. And then you get set to go sit around the campfire and enjoy your evening. And the mosquitoes are just in your ears, up your nose, on your foot and your leg. Oh, it's miserable. So mosquitoes. Let's let's see those suckers out of here. That would be a very good choice. I'm going to double down with something that is usually feels invasive that no one wants any part of. Snakes. Get, get those snakes mm. out of there for me. And, you know... Out of the United States, okay, in Wisconsin, we're dealing with gardener steaks, things like that. Mm -hmm. Nothing too crazy. I used to live in Jacksonville, Florida, Jesse. Yeah. Now there you got water moccasins, and yeah, you got some things that will make your hair stand on end. It'll keep you up at night. If I never had to see another snake in my life, I could pick them up and throw them to a different country, give them the, the salute. So snakes. I never used to mind snakes until one day I was getting ready. I was still living at home with my parents. I think I might have been in college. And I was going around the yard, picking up some sticks before getting ready to mow the lawn. 
I picked up a couple sticks. There was just a storm, so a lot of, lot of tree branches down. Picking them up, picking up. Went to pick one up. It hissed at me and slithered Ooh. away. And I thought, oh, oh, boy, that gave me the shivers. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with that after that. So snakes, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them out as well. Gee, any, any more? I know the people love you. They're emailing you about everything. Anything we, else? We certainly do, Sarah. And Flagstaff, Kentucky quarterback and top draft prospect, is scared of milk, so he will put mayonnaise in his coffee in the morning. What on earth could possibly scare you about milk? Look, I um, I read that, uh, heard that headline, yeah. and that is about, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, if, how can he be your franchise quarterback if he is scared of milk? I tell you I what, mean, you, not in America's Dairyland. No, I, we can't have, we could never be the out on Will Levis. Green Bay Packers. Yep. Forget about I'm it. Out. And and then to replicate it with mayonnaise? Is that what I heard correctly? That mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. and yep. That I mean that is a that's a troublesome you, you almost need to like sit him down and say, son, what are you talking about? What do we got going on here? If I'm gonna give you the reins to my franchise, I need to know a little bit more about what's going on in your psyche. So uh, one of the founding members of your uh, Brookfield Badger brethren, uh, Joe Thomas, came on Wildey and Tausch a few years ago and shared that he puts butter in his coffee instead of milk but that's supposed to do that's like a dietary thing. i have heard that he's right? lost all that weight joe yeah. thomas he's man if that's what it takes yeah, yeah i need butter in the butter coffee. in my coffee um how can you be afraid of milk? i'm sorry g who who emailed this question in i just wanted to double check that was sarah in flagstaff uh, sarah in flagstaff all the way from flagstaff wow. great to have you really sarah. wide listener um, base we have really <laughs> 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 and, and specifically with the emails it's fascinating um I don't know how you could be scared of milk unless you've had a poor experience with milk. Remember several years ago about, oh, I don't know, the time that Will Levis might have been a foolish middle schooler. People were trying to chug gallons of milk as like <laughs> some kind of challenge. Here's my theory. Will Levis tried chugging a gallon of milk, and it came back up, and he hasn't had milk ever since. That would scar any young man into being afraid of mm -hmm. milk for life. That or, or drowning in milk? A vat of milk, mm. maybe? I don't... Yeah. That's my theory. Will wow. Levis tried chugging a gallon and with his with his crazy kid friends a few years ago, and that ended up being the case. Nobody, nobody wins with the gallon challenge. Nobody wins. You ever tried it? I have not tried it. Yeah, I'm mean, not. You know, I've, I've never even witnessed someone trying it. No. I, I don't need to either. Someone talked when I was in college. <laughs> someone talked about trying it. And we're like, you couldn't do that. And they're like, nah, you're right. I probably couldn't. Yeah. They realized they didn't want to really give it a go. All right, G, let's do one more quick one. One more quick email. Perfect. We've got a last one from Cassandra in Cascade, Wisconsin. So right here near, near home. Um, let's say the Packers yeah. are guaranteed not to win the Super Bowl next year. Would you rather see Rodgers on the Packers and we have a bad season or Aaron on a new team, some random AFC team, we'll say, and he wins it all? And how do you think the fans will feel, Jesse? Yeah, if the Packers are guaranteed to not win mail. a Super Bowl, I want to move on. It's that easy. The reason you bring Aaron Rodgers back is because you think the team can win a Super Bowl. If the team can't win a Super Bowl as assembled with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback or as assembled once free agency in the draft, transpire then move on start this thing fresh that easy for me this is the blowback that i think the green bay packers are most afraid of they send him to an afc team he goes and wins the super bowl we're floundering as a, as a packer fan base and all of a sudden the the credibility of the decision makers are called into question mm -hmm. that is what i think is the top fear and is causing any hesitancy to moving on to jordan love because that's a very real possibility he can still play he can still play and he can still win it so that would be 
They talk about the biggest fears for the Green Bay Packers. It's not milk. It's sending Jordan Love away and him winning the Super Bowl. Another rousing rendition of Gmail here on the Great Dane Huddle at 100.5 ESPN. That's the first time I ever got to experience Gmail. You guys got a lot of interesting fans of this show. There's no doubt about that. Jesse Nelson, Brad Norman at the Great Dane in Fitchburg. Alex G, our producer in the ESPN Madison Studios. We'll check in on our Great Dane Huddle poll question at ESPN Madison. And also Brad Norman's going to get 90 seconds to tell us what he thinks of Badger men's basketball as a 12 seed in the Big Ten tournament starting on Wednesday. Yuck. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Nelson, former Badger Brad Norman, the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin on demand. Live from the Great Dane Fitchburg starting today going all week. It is Great Dane Bach Stock, a Bach party. For beer lovers going on from March 6th through the 12th, the Great Dane taking over their taps with their best box, plus guest beers from some of their local favorite breweries. Try a flight, grab a pint, either way, going to be a good time with great brews and great food at any of the four Great Dane locations. Hilldale, Fitchburg, downtown Eastside, Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 19. 19- 94. All right, checking in on our poll question. Brad Norman with an outstanding analogy earlier in the show. If you missed it, you're going to have to listen back on Wisconsin On Demand. How do you feel about the sample size you've seen of Packers quarterback Jordan Love? Seen enough, I trust him. Seen enough, no thanks. Haven't seen enough. Right now, Brad, 58% of respondents haven't seen enough. 30% say seen enough, I trust him. Only 12% are in my camp. Seen enough, don't want him. Sounds like we should have ordered some more uh, carpet squares. <laughs> a little bit painted a few <laughs> more walls. Another test drive, an extra <laughs> can right. of paint, whatever analogy you wanted to incorporate into the Jordan Love uh, sample size. So we'll see if, if Jordan Love does end up getting the gig this week, mm-hmm. where that ends up for Packers fans and their confidence in the team moving forward. Brad, 90 seconds on the Green, the, not the Green Bay Packers, the Wisconsin Badgers, who eked out a win at the barn over the Minnesota Golden Gophers last night to get a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament. Well, shoot, at this point, a win's a win. We need all the wins we can get for a Wisconsin men's basketball program. Every win matters. Somehow, I checked Joe Lenardi's bracketology again today. Somehow, we are the second last team into the tournament. I don't get it. I, I mean, it is, it, this feels like it has been two years worth of a season, not one year, with all the ups and downs and all the pain that's gone through it. Here's, I like that the Badgers are in position going into the tournament. Lots of crazy things can happen in the big tournament. You play game after game. You can get into a rhythm and let that be used to your advantage. So I like our matchup against Ohio State. I think we're going to walk away with a win. First of all, the Big Ten tournament, that's a gut punch. A 12 seed? One hurts. Come on. Worst ever. Next up would be playing Iowa. I don't hate that matchup. No, don't at all. We have beaten them twice, and I think we've got their number a little bit. After that, it would be Purdue, most likely. Uh, Michigan State, actually. Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, I'm starting to see some bright. Maybe this is just. They're going to win five games this week. How high can we be in the They're going to clinch an auto bid by winning the whole conference tournament. I, I feel, you know what? This is the time where momentum matters most, belief matters most, and literally, you can throw out some of the rest of the season. If you win a couple of games, we beat Iowa. I think that solidifies us in the tournament, and 
Maybe maybe I just picked up to be my Cinderella. We'll see. See you, Homer. <laughs> Thank you to Brad Norman. Thanks, Alex G., our producer in the ESPN Madison studio. Thank you to the great Dane Fitchburg for hosting us. Thanks, Alex Stroke, for taking the night off so I can step in. My name is Jesse Nelson. This has been the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Stop by your local Great Dane. Enjoy the Bach party going on all week. Yep.